Hi, everybody. Gwen Jones here from the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Before we start the show, I have two quick announcements for you. First one, it seems that my guest host last week, Miss Celia Black, had a bit of a numbers problem. She kept saying that we had 3.5 million members in Rotary. Sorry, Celia. Truth is only 1.5 as of now. I take that as a challenge, so I won't have to do a disclaimer like this anymore. Come on, Rotarians. We could be 3.5 million. I think Celia was just manifesting an awesome future for us. Number two announcement. Today's podcast is literally thousands of miles apart. Me, up here in Woodby Island, and Dr. Fungi in Zimbabwe, Africa. Which means sometimes there's a few little delays in our communication. There's only a few of them, and uh, they do leave a few little blank spots. They're few and far between, but you might notice them throughout the conversation. That's what you get for being so far apart, but it was so wonderful that she was able to speak to us. I think it's a sacrifice we can make. All right, announcement's over. Let's get on to the show, shall we? I'm Gwen Jones, and thank you for joining me once again on the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where we introduce you to amazing people who proudly call themselves Rotarians. This week, we're back on the continent of Africa, this time to Zimbabwe, to talk to Dr. Fungi Mazandu, this week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This week, we have gone to the African continent again, and I am so excited. This time, we're off to Zimbabwe to meet Fungi Mazandu, who uh, you made that that last name sound slightly familiar. It's because her uh, younger sister, Catherine, joined us just a few weeks ago, but uh, older sister thinks she can do it same if not better job at these 11 questions so uh (laughs) fungi thank you so much for joining us welcome to the podcast hi gwen thank you for having me (laughs) thank you so uh yes catherine did a great job and uh but and, and we were just talking before the podcast that you guys have a very loving a little bit competitive relationship so uh i I think you're you're both perfect. Everybody did a great job in advance. I won't I won't hold you to any winner or loser on this one, okay? Thank you. You know, it's it's good to have less things to worry about. <laughs> exactly. All right. So here we go. So what's your earliest recollection of Rotary? What was your first experience with the organization? Okay, um, my first experience was um, when I was applying for an interact exchange. Um, I think scholarship, they did exchange between Zimbabwe, they still do it, and a number of countries um, through Rotary. So I applied for that. So part of it involved um, writing essays and having interviews. So I went to the Rotary Center, the one we had then, um, in our capital city in our area for the interviews so I met a bunch of Rotarians and they sort of explained um, what they do and how the exchange program fell within Rotary programs. So you were you again were you were an exchange student which we still have. I didn't get it. I didn't get in. No! 
no. I know, I know. But yes, all things work well in the end, but that's how I got to meet Rotarians. So then what was your first experience with them then? If you weren't, did you actually just come into Rotary as a Rotarian then? Or... No, so we came in when you um, go for the exchange interviews. There's Because the interviews are over a bit of time, you get to meet them, got interested. And then we had Interact in high school. So I joined our Interact and it was quite um, an elite society. Like it was a bougie thing. Everybody wanted to be part of it. Um, also wrote interview letters, had to be a really good sort of girl in school. So I got right. in Interact and... And then our sort of parent rotary clubs would come and support us in different activities that we did. Wow. And it was the same people I'd met before. It was the same people. Oh, wow. Applying okay. for the exchange. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, again, this is, is come up uh, in a couple of my interviews, how different um, rotary is, especially in the younger groups overseas than it is here in the United States that here it's it's really kind of a fun kids are doing it kind of you know very casual type of thing and in in overseas you use the word bougie it was very almost high society if you're in you're in like it's to the high schools yeah and it's connected to the high school so if you have bad grades can you not get into Rotaract or Interact excuse me yeah. So if you if you have Hello. bad grades, can you not get okay. into can can you not get into the club? I mean, you can get in, but the thing is, the way it's done is the interview process is run by the school itself, uh. and the school tends to choose you know decorated individuals who've proven excellence in other areas, be it academic or sport, who are well spoken. So just by virtue of making it this elite competitive society, I think even in terms of our meeting times, um, school finished maybe like 5 p.m. But for Interact, you met 6 to 7 p.m. So it was already cool to be staying up late at the school. And, <laughs> you know, this club is allowed to meet at night. <laughs> that sort of stuff. See, see, it gave you a life after school kind of yes, thing. Yes, and, and, oh, and, and, okay. and a sanctified one. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So then did that make you, since you started on that program, then is that that's how you just went? right into rotary so from that because what did what made you first want to just join rotary then um the people who came when the returns came to our meetings you know where we had functions and they were supporting they were so poised so cool so eloquent and they seemed like they were making such differences maybe i didn't see them then but they would tell you of like holes they were building you know impacts they were having there were such different people and here you have to be a professional to be in Rotary. So just the fact that they, these amazing professionals that you hear about and you aspire to be, to rub shoulders with them on a first-name basis was an amazing thing. Wow. Oh, that sounds great. Well, so the next question, which I find very funny, is mm-hmm. <laughs> because we are, everybody in the world knows the answer, is, is there anybody else in your family that's a Rotarian? That's the question. But why do you think, then why do you think both you and your sister got so much into Rotary? Why do you think you both joined? I, I think we've gotten a lot. Different things, but definitely uh-huh. important things. When I got in, um, I also, later on, even from my move to Interact, I took a bit of a break. Then I was now in university. I was in medical school. Um, it's very, I can say, 
single-minded. <laughs> people are pretty okay. boring and they're all thinking about school. So I needed people to interact with. So that's when I joined Rotaract. It oh, was this gotcha. fun club filled with different people from different backgrounds. And I, I had fun. And for me, it was um, getting a, a group of friends that, to be honest, I still have. And this is nearly, nearly 20 years later. A lot of the people I met then are still um, people that rely on. So I enjoyed the relationships, the interaction. Um, nice. And organized events. We had a lot of fun events. I won't even lie. Ours was like a party club. <laughs> so we would go places, we'd be up at people's houses. There were brides. <laughs> oh I goodness. needed that. I needed friends. Okay. You needed friends. <laughs> so I got a lot of that. <laughs> okay. So then what does, what does being a Rotarian then mean to you? I, for me, being a Rotarian is the connections and um, the companionship from different people that you, I might not even become friends with otherwise. Wow. Um, you're like-minded in your desire to give. But outside of that, you can be so different. You can be different religions um, or atheist. You can be 35, which I am, and you can be hanging out with a 60-year-old. Right. Um, and you enjoy that. You can have families and meet people with families. So I think what I appreciate the most is definitely the interaction, the people. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So you, you started to laugh when you were talking about you were, quote, a party person. Um, <laughs> what's your funniest memory of Rotary? Do you have, could you, I mean, it's only about a half hour podcast and it sounds like you've got quite some stories, but is there one that really pops out of your head that it's like, oh my God, when this happened, it was so funny. Okay. I think it was um, my first trip to Zambia. Ah. We did a lot of um, interaction with the Zambian clubs. We still do. Uh So then there was a trip to Zambia and. And I had about four or five of us. Um, and they were having also other clubs from their meeting and from our district. So I was excited for this very serious meeting. My, my, <laughs> first, my first out of country trip as well. Right. And honestly, I got there like, you know, with notebooks. <laughs> and they drop us, they pick us up in um, a van and they just like, okay, we're going to have a meeting at the, they met at like a hotel. So let's go yeah. for a meeting. We go for the meeting at the hotel. And then after that, they're like, okay, we're about to go out. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> so it was just such an epic night where you've just met people. You're right. bonded because you're in <laughs> Rotary and it's just fun. <laughs> and when we got, when we got to, um, we've, I was a formal person. I think we're very formal in our club here. Okay. So there in Zambia, when we're now going to sleep or something, we were camping. And you can imagine, this is not what I'd planned for. <laughs> I'd planned for a very formal <laughs> meeting of two Rotarian clubs. So right. it was just, yes, that whole night um, was pretty hilarious. <laughs> so you had, you had no idea that, so you came with your books ready to formalize this very sophisticated you know, yes. evening with, with other Rotary groups. And instead you were out in the middle of nowhere camping. That. Yes, we were out in the bush and <laughs> oh it was my fun. <laughs> but of course, you know, you're a bit stiff as well. You're like, like, okay, from our end. But uh, they were so amazing. And I think it was also just realizing that they're different faces um, 
to Rotary and different clubs have different energies. Right, right. Different energies. That's a well, and and I will admit our club is quite interesting. We don't most uh, Rotary clubs in here in the United States um, usually meet either at breakfast or lunch. Um, we meet at cocktail hour at actually a winery, and so we actually sit down and have a glass of wine and talk about our day and how we're going to go out and change the world. And so we've had a lot of people that have been you know, flabbergasted that we're not meeting at six o'clock in the morning over coffee, doing all that kind of stuff. We, I don't know. I don't think I could get up for two, if we had a morning club, I'm not, I'm not that good in the morning, but <laughs> <laughs> so then the, then that would be, I think that's, yeah, definitely. That's, that's the energy for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could do. Yeah. You're, I, I prefer the evening one. So then inspirational parts of Rotary, what's been an inspirational experience or what, or what experiences impacted you the longest from the Rotary? Um, the experience that impacted me the longest was the two experiences and I'm going to choose two. <laughs> okay. Please one, do. One was when I was younger and we used to visit an old people's home and um, a children's home. The old people's home, it impacted me in that I always thought that it, 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 there's the two arms. At that point, I was younger and you don't have a lot to give. And right. to find that part of our trips or our duties were to visit this old people's home. There's just a few um, kilometers down the road from my, from my parents where I grew up in, anyway. Uh-huh. And I've always seen it, but I had nothing to do with it. But now we used to visit and the visit just consisted of having tea and hanging out. And it was that, that acknowledgement that that interaction was giving, was serving. Uh, you know, a lot of old people don't get a lot of visitors. Some families can't visit or don't visit. And they looked forward to and enjoyed those days. And I got particularly close to one of the couples then. And it was just, it was nice to know that it's the little things that count. Because I think I'd also always looked at it as a very elite club where so much was expected of you. Mm-hmm. That to find that my time was of value um, was a good feeling. Yeah, you know, just the human, many, human interaction yeah. part of it. Yes. Wow. Just That's... a few hours, and they would be so excited, and they would tell you so many stories that I guess they just been dying to tell someone. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what would your other one? You said you had two. My other one was visiting an orphanage that's out of town. Um, We visited it for a lot of years and we helped them sort of put a chicken run and um, find water. And for me, it was also, yes, I enjoyed playing with the kids, but it was also being of practical service in terms of actually assisting them in income generating projects. And to this day, we have a group and we discuss. And if somebody's going down that road, they'll be like, oh, I passed by. and. And I saw the foster mom and this is what's going on. It's got a special place in our heart. We still try and find out what's going on and assist when we can. Yeah. We and have so, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, this is fine. So that was also very important. Just in a, a practical, it, it was a practical thing. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, um, our group spends a lot of time uh, taking care of a hospice center here. And it, you know, it, the one thing that's kind of guaranteed is one day we're just going to leave this planet and uh, we all, we all die. And there is something fascinating and really kind of um, 
lovely about taking care of this hospice house. We make sure the, the beds are, are, you know, beautiful with their flowers in them and the trees are trimmed and the lawn is mowed. And it's, there's just something that's like every single time I drive by it, it's like, and I notice how beautiful it is, just makes me kind of go, yeah, we did that. We did that. And I hope that somebody would do that for me when I'm yeah. you know, near the end kind of thing. So yeah, it, it's the human communication part is just so lovely. Absolutely. I really love it. The interaction that you might not do as an individual, but when you, as a group, I think it's easier to sort of organize it. And when you do, you're so surprised yes. that, you know, this is, you, you expect it to always be the big ticket items, you know, who fundraised and built a school which is amazing, but it's also these little moments that just sort of impact for me. The human connection stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then on a funner side of life, um, rotary pins, we have a lot of them. Do you have one that stands out that is one of your favorites? Um, it's just the original, the rotary um, wheel for me. The, the classic. Yes, I, I, I find that keeping up is difficult and I'm not, I'm not really um, big on pins. So I, I like the one that we were given from the beginning and I'm sort of stuck to it. And it doesn't, yes, okay, I like to wear black and blue. So you're, when I you're a woman that, of simple have, needs. You're a woman of simple yes, needs when it comes yes. to pins. Well, and I'm sure you've seen those jackets. I'm, I'm sure you've seen those jackets that just have thousands all over them. You know, that, that wouldn't yes, be a fashion choice for you? The OCD in me wants to sit down and organize them either by color, size, year, something. So that is the person that is within me is like, can I please fix it? So for your, for, your own, for your own human connection, you would like to just keep it simple and let other people collect the pins. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, they look nice, probably on a board, but I, I mean, I, I like the original wheel. It, 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 I guess it's also because it was explained and when you first get it, it's such a feeling that it still represents the beginning for me. Ah, uh, that's a great one. Yeah. So that wheel uh, also leads you to the four-way test, which is the guiding principles yes. of any Rotarian. Um, how does the four-way test impact your life? How do you, how do, what do you think of the four-way test? Um, I think it's saved me from a lot of terrible situations. I think um, because now it's something that resonates when I'm about to gossip or do something really reckless. Oh. <laughs> There's a little angel sitting by my shoulder just asking me, you know, is it beneficial? Is it true? Is it fair? And because we were taught to cram it so much, it comes easily. Yeah. Well, so I, I quite like the four-way test. I think it's a principle. Yes? Yeah, I was just about to say that one thing that came up actually um, in when when I got, when the when the script got flipped on me and I answered the questions, I know I spent a lot of time on of the things we think, say, or do, which kind of gets, mm. gets skipped over. But that's, that's pretty much what you just said in the sense that it's like, well, it stopped me when I stopped and thought about it a second. It stopped me from doing things that maybe weren't exactly the best yes. choice kind of thing. Mm. I think it's a, it's a life thing. You start, you know, just living that way mm-hmm. and you see it more and it, it, it stops becoming just something that you're trying to do within the context of the hour you're at a rotary meeting or the hour you're at a rotary project or your interaction with other Rotarians. It just becomes you. 
it just becomes you. So then what about service above self? What is, what is, uh, what does that one mean to you? That's our other slogan logo. Okay. Service above self was so basic to me and I, I did to it and I loved it. I do love it. Um, I'm going to have to steal a chapter from my sister in that when I listened to her, um, um, chat with you, I realized that service above self is amazing, but it's probably one of the reasons why when there's a time when myself could not serve, uh-huh. um, I could not put the service above my needs. Um, so there's a, a time when I re- recently, so to speak, when I was doing my master's and things were rather difficult time-wise, monetary-wise, um, and because I couldn't do service above self, it led me to drop rotary. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked for an, um, to be allowed some time off. But when I when I was listening to you chatting with um, Catherine, then I thought about it and I thought, I guess when you do service above self, the problem is it's just so two-sided that when somebody feels they can't do it, they'll quit, wouldn't they? Yet right. I have lived by it and I believe in it. Right. I just realized that it's it's a bit hard. <laughs> It, well, and, and I don't think, I don't think either the four-way test or the service above self, I don't think they would be added to Rotary if everybody thought we could do them easily. I mean, you know, yes. <laughs> they are supposed to, they're like a muscle that you're supposed to keep working them, you know, but I know also when we talked to your sister, yeah. we used the expression of, of putting the uh, oxygen mask on yourself. So in other words, when you're on an airplane, the, the mm-hmm. attendant says, in case of an emergency, put the oxygen on yourself before you give it to your, to your fellow man or your child next to you or whatever the thing is. And, and that's what really kind of sticks in my brain because it's, you know, you need it to take time for you. Rotary and or the world in general wouldn't be okay if you weren't taking care of you first, which I think is... That is, that's a way of doing service above self. It's just the service to yourself has to be first. <laughs> no, but I quite, I quite like it. I think it's simple, gets right to the point um, for anyone who, who's trying to join Rotary wants to understand about it. I, I think as a guiding principle, it's, it's enough. It's, it's just short and sweet. <laughs> it is just short and sweet. So what about other clubs? What other clubs have you visited in your uh, Rotary career? I visited other clubs mainly in Southern Africa where I am and in, in our district and within my city a, a lot because there are actually a lot of Rotary clubs that meet at different times, um, dawn meetings, lunchtime, evening meetings. And I visited clubs in Bulawayo, which is our other major city here in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my experience has been, I guess, African clubs, to be fair. Well, it's it is a continent. I mean, that is kind of kind of saying a lot. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is a huge continent. That's like I said before. They're so different. The energies are also different. Um, some are way more formal than others. Uh-huh. Some much younger than okay. our. We have here. We traditionally have had, you know, your fifties uh, to sixties. Shall I say? Okay. Yes. I I meet that that community. So I'm just letting you know, I, I, I turned 53 today. I mean, excuse me, not today, this year. It's not my birthday. Okay. Uh, so I'm still young. At the year, so congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so the then, ground running, huh? Yeah, I did. I did. So um, how do you think Rotary is different today than when you joined it? 
when did you join Rotary, like officially as a Rotarian? Oh my, that would be, I gotta do some quick math. <laughs> 2009, 10, maybe 2010 then. Okay. As in for Rotary, before that was like Interact, Rotary, but I think about 2010 would have been Rotary. Right. So that I was in the other club. Right. So how do you think it's so in this ten years? How do you think it's it's changed or has it changed? I think it's changed. It's so much more dynamic. Um, the a lot more younger people. Before, I think even when I joined, they, there was a thing that you can't be retired before you were thirty, and right. so um, which was okay. Most of the people I knew when they twenties, except that there were no thirty-year-old retirees. That was the weird thing. You couldn't join until you were thirty. But around 25, 26, a lot of people were itching to get out of Rotaract. So they just fell off the grid. And then they'd pop right. back in around 40s, 40s, 45. So you found that um, there were no young groups. And then uh, me and a bunch of friends who had been in Rotaract together formed the Bridge, which uh-huh. was the youngest club at that time. That's why we called it the Bridge. Sort of like the assumption had been that people would join the Bridge as a gap until they joined the former, um, the, the, the more formal older clubs, but it didn't mm-hmm. happen that way. What it just led to was the bridge stood alone um, with young sort of late 20, 30 year olds. And then younger people started joining all the other clubs in Harare. Oh, okay. Um, so now it's exciting because I meet so many young people, you know, my age, even younger and their returns. And, so they, they, they've put in a whole new spark in the existing clubs where right. maybe with older members, there's more sort of financial stability, but mm-hmm. there isn't that energy or the person who wants to push the products, wants to, the projects, write the proposals, you know, look for things to do or, or then do them, the action. So right. now I think with younger people, you, you have a better balance. You have more action and you have more mentorship. It's much more exciting. That, yeah, Absolutely. the mentorship part, I think, is, is really awesome. I know in, in our particular club, we have a 30-year-old and we have an 83-year-old. So there literally yes. is that span. And both sides, you know, I, I think I was always taught, you know, to learn. You, you, you can be learned from your elders, but, you know, I, I, elders can learn from the, from the next generation coming up. In fact, I think we should. The yeah. day that I think I know everything is the day that I truly haven't learned anything. <laughs> I think, you know, you, you've got to yeah, be. So it, it keeps it young and fresh. Yeah, it does keep it young and fresh. Absolutely. So then um, what do you think, what do you think the impression of Rotary is to the rest of the world? Here, the impression is that it's a very bougie stuck-up association, at least to people who don't know what Rotary is. I've seen that they think it's something like that. Um, And of course it is. Like I said, we also did, (laughs) we liked it from high school, that image that you have to be invited and then, you know, prove your worth. And that tricky part is the invited. (laughs) Right, the tricky part is the invited. Your whole life and I want to invite you. So do you still yeah. think, do you still think most people think of it as just kind of this stuck up kind of elitist club? And is that something we should maybe uh, change? 
I, I want to say I still think that people think that way. I yeah. don't want to lie to anyone. It definitely still has th- th- those um, sort of, it evokes those thoughts in a lot of people. It, it's getting better with younger people right. because um, Interact, they're putting it, especially here in all the schools, government, and um, so public and private. Whereas before a lot in Araya as well, the Interact schools were the private schools. So already ah. it had started off with an elite think. Oh, okay. But so now now, now it'll be in all public schools. Is that what I'm hearing? Mainly as well. Well, they're trying. The, the issue is if a Rotary Club wants to sponsor um, an Interact Club in a um, government school, because the school, often the, the heads of the school are quite comfortable, but um, the resources or the energy or the direction, all of that has to come from Rotary. The school can't provide that information if inherently it's a Rotary organization. And as our Rotary clubs are growing with different um, people, with different ideas from different backgrounds, they are going back and putting that same energy in the schools. So that's, that's great. good. That's, that's great. So yeah, ideally that's... from the grassroots level, it's going to change anyway. Right. So do you think this is a way then um, that Rotary can grow in the future? I mean, how do you think Rotary can, can grow? I mean, is it really blossoming off this younger generation or... I think it has to because um, in terms of um, even now having this conversation, Gwen, (laughs) now using sort of technology and certain things, those things belong to the young people. Yeah. Um, The ability to have sort of meetings online, the ability to do things or connect more. The connection between Rishi clubs has always been there, but it was, you know, happened. It belonged to sort of your... AG or DGs, it was it wasn't really on an individual basis. Right, right. Would get a letter and it would be read out loud. (laughs) Whereas now you can have, it would be a nice letter, by the way. (laughs) It would be yes, well written, good structure. Yeah. (laughs) But but now with access, I think then people are able to access more their own information about what's happening in Rotary clubs in California, wherever from. You know, the word go, you can reach, I guess I can go to your website and find out what you guys are doing. I don't need my president to say he spoke to your president who decided as presidents, they want to do this. Oh, that's a great, yeah. So I think it's the young people who have more access to that. They can um, be chatting with another Rotary Club or, you know, and and, and get more ideas and, and run a project from beginning to end without so much of that red tape that occurred because of lack of communication. And I think yeah. it's up to them. They are able to make us more dynamic and utilize, you know, communication as much as possible. So yes, I think we will change. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Yeah. I, when I started this podcast, the first thing you have to do, of course, when you start any podcast is you have to go see if somebody already has your podcast or at least an idea of your podcast and I was shocked that there was a couple podcasts from some meetings in Australia, but what it basically was was somebody put a microphone um, in the middle of the room during the meeting as like a, oh. if you missed the meeting, here's what happened. But there wasn't a podcast by Rotary, by Rotary International or by Rotary. And, and you know, I was I was shocked. And so I found it wonderful that it was something that, I could take on and it's been so much fun. There's, I mean, of course we're talking to, you know, we're talking to you in Zimbabwe today and, you know, I'm 
talking to Mexico City and I'm talking to people in Indonesia and I'm talking, and it was just as easy as putting a microphone up to a computer. And it's really, it's, and, and I think it's definitely a wave of the future. And it's so much, they're so wonderful to talk to other Rotarians. Yeah. I mean, there's million, you know, million of us, 1.5 million of us out there, you know, it'd be nice if we at least talk to 1.111%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've already, you've already made it so much more accessible and less elitist because if somebody has never known what happens in a meeting or has been nervous to ask about this thing, already right. they're going to understand more. And I think that that totally changes even the demographics of what a club traditionally look like. Yes. You know? So if somebody was talking to you about becoming a Rotarian, what would be your elevator pitch? Why would you say, I think you should become a Rotarian because? Um, I, I would really push the interaction angle. I would say, honestly, it's, it's good to be with people that can open your mind, um, that you can share ideas with and have fun with, like straight up have fun. Rotary is actually fun. It's not like a business organization. You get to ch you know chat, first name basis with people who are so different, but at least yeah. have one common goal. Um, that I think I like that it doesn't have any structure surrounding it. It's not in, about religion or politics or anything like that. It's just that you care about your community, you care about the world at large, and somebody out there cares with you. That's that's, that's an awesome way to put it. That's an awesome. Uh, we just had Christmas tree sales here and I am a political junkie, self-admitted. And I was on the lot with another Rotarian who, let's just say, voted or has different political views than I do. And we had to be yes. on a Christmas tree lot and, you know, being a Rotarian and selling Christmas trees for the all the great things that we want to do with the funds for both of us was much more important and we may our votes may blank each other out when we get into our booths this November. But as of that time, yes, in that good moment, luck, guys. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. As of that good time, luck. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I think, I think our country, um, your, your country and the different countries inside of your continent have gone through a heck of a lot more than we have uh, at least over the last hundred years. So I think, I think we'll pull through just fine. So any last thoughts yeah. before we, uh, we wrap this up today? Um, I'm going to just say thank you very much. And I'll expect my invite in um, the mail. You said it's a winery, right? Yes, it is um, a winery. Please, please feel free. Come <laughs> don't, don't let this. Don't let okay. Send don't let send, send, okay. That sounds like a plan. I would. Hey, I I know there is a lot. There's like 35, 40 people at the local winery here that would love to have you anytime. Are you gonna go to um, if you if you and if you ever get at a, at another convention or something soon? I will I will or if I ever get to Africa, which is on my bucket list, I will I will. You have to pay me back with a glass of some good wine from your neighborhood too okay absolutely there are some nice <laughs> wines you can have the weather is lovely so sundown as it is <laughs> oh good because there's snowing outside here so thank you <laughs> thank you good. all right thank you dr fungi consider your invitation in the mail ah please come join us anytime and you out there, you listeners, please feel free to join us anytime here on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. 
just like that, our conversation is done, so we're going to finish up with the usual business. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and rate us. That makes it easier for people to find us. And of course, if you know a Rotarian that I should know about, please send me an email. I am really good at getting back to you. You can reach me at rotarianpod at gmail.com. Easy as that. All right, my friends, until next week, take care of yourself and the world around you. And thank you again for listening to the I'm a Rotarian podcast. We'll hear you next week.